Big O, Crush, L, you guys know what time it is. L, tell these folks how they can find us, if they'd like to find us, and all that other good stuff, man. Hey, man, head on over to our website, www.intheblackpdcst. You can hit the little button in the corner, become family. You can Listen, man, if you Google In The Black, you're going to come up with some shit that we probably said that has... Uh, made some people happy, pissed some people some off, people, some people but I'm mad. almost guaranteed that your mother likes it. So Facts. either way, I think you're going to be a happy camper. Let your mom listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> it's not safe for you to listen to it at work, right? Don't listen to it at work without a headphone. Uh, but have your mom share it with her church group. All those things I think is really educational stuff that they would really like particularly the bodybuilding segment. I think they would really enjoy that part of the show. But anyway, man, you can click the Become Family tab, right? Click that tab, and then you can do some scrolling. Uh, we have some swag. I really recommend some of the T-shirts. Uh, they are good quality T-shirts. I've had mine for a couple of years now, and they've actually held up some of these raggedy-ass T-shirts that... Roland Martin and some of these other cats are putting out there are trash, right? Uh, we have good quality shit, so feel free to buy our stuff. But you missed a phenomenal off-the-cuff segment that is specifically for our Patreons. Um, they pay money to get good content, right? They pay money to get content that the rest of you motherfuckers who are going to be listening here in a few minutes won't get. Uh, in order to get that, Hey. <laughs> today's price, no, today's price. Yeah, right. come through. Get that. But really, if you want to support what we're trying to build here, man, we can't do this shit for free. It costs everything costs the mics, the lights, uh, Sean's makeup, everything costs for us to be on this thing. But also if you want to donate directly to us, man, it's dollar sign in the black PDCST cash app. We appreciate all that you guys are doing and a special shout out to all of our patrons, man. I mean, sincerely, thank you. And we've done a really piss poor job, honestly, of acknowledging you guys. Uh, we should have been doing a better job that when you guys become the Patreon, we give you a shout out. We acknowledge you. Uh, but anyway, since we don't know half of you motherfuckers anyway, uh, and we want to make sure that your check continues to clear and your card continues to come through. Thank you to all of you. This, this motherfucker got <laughs> That was pretty good. That was, listen, man, that was a wonderful. That was, yeah, I threw in some compliments, man. I threw in some, some backhand slaps to the broke motherfuckers whose card keeps getting declined every other month. I mean, you know, hey, it's a little bit of everybody. Everybody got something, bro. <clears throat> It's a smorgasbord. It's a, you know, <laughs> hey, come through and get this buffet. <laughs> this, this buffet of goodness here from <laughs> Elgin's a good friend, Herschel Walker. His name has been all over the news as of recently. Oh and it's been, like I said, I feel icky sometimes talking about Herschel Walker. 
because I really believe that he has a mental and learning disability. Like I'm not being facetious when I say it. Like I really think that he has these problems. So it makes me feel bad to criticize him if there is an underlying problem behind it. But because this man has chosen to put himself in the limelight and make himself known for all of these horrendous reasons, we're going to report on it. We're going to talk about it. So recently, it was reported that Herschel Walker has a 10-year-old son, I think it was a couple of days ago, has a 10-year-old son, a strange son, that he didn't start paying child support on, talking less of having an active place in his life until maybe when the child turned three years old. People were giving Herschel a hard time about it. And then finally the campaign came out and said, yes, we're confirming that he does have a 10 year old son that he's estranged from. It's now come out that he has two other estranged children that he's been hiding from the public. A 13 year old and a 22 year old. So that's a 10 year old, a 13 year old and a 22 year old that he has been hiding from the public and has not participated in their lives in any capacity. Now, I want to make sure that we are very, very clear. At least, let me say that I want to make sure I'm very, very clear. Under regular pretenses, this has does not move my needle one fucking bit. What he does with his family and in his family life are crosses that he will have to bear. That has nothing to do with me. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because Herschel Walker, for a long time, has been on this black men in the black community ain't shit because they're not there with their kids trip. That every conservative outlet, every evangelical Christian outlet that you can talk about, he's gone there and bad mouth black men. I'll give you the most recent one. He went on Diamond and Silk. You know, they got their little show, those two, those two goofballs. He went on their show and he's like, I want to apologize to the African-American community because the fatherless homes is a major, major problem. Like father to some of these, I said, he's a father to some of these kids that have never had fathers. Nigga, how the fuck are you fathers of these kids that have never had fathers? You're not even fathers to the, to the fucking kids that you got. The reason why this chaps my ass so much is specifically because Herschel Walker is continuing to go out into these streets and have these even white evangelical conservative leaning talking points to badmouth black men. And he's been doing it for a very, very long time, even though even though the data says completely the opposite. I know that you guys remember, I think you guys remember the CDC report that came out in what, 2016, 2017? Sure. Said, Same black men are the most active fathers. Most active fathers mm -hmm. of any demographic. Mm -hmm. I believe that, sure. That even though they don't, they don't live in the households with their children, they are more likely to read to them, interact with them, play with them to take them to school, diaper cleaning, all of these things that they are far, almost double their white counterparts. The one argument that was used against them is that it said of 71% uh, of fathers or something like that, uh, that they were absentee fathers. I want to make sure that I get the numbers right. 
because that's extremely important to me. CDC in that report said uh, that it showed that 71% of black non-Hispanic children were born to unmarried women compared to 29% of white non-Hispanic women. This is such a fucking hard conversation, man. Right? Why do you you say it's a hard conversation? Because in no way, shape, or form do I want to shoot Herschel Walker any fucking bell, right? I don't like him. I think he is a a traitor to his race in a variety of fucking ways, right? I believe that. But here's where I struggle with, or not struggle with, I don't know the depths of the relationship that Herschel Walker has with that son's mother, that son. I don't know that relationship. I don't know. Can I trust that the media is giving me an accurate representation of Herschel's involvement? It's like it's too many difficult variables for me because I don't trust the media. I don't trust fucking Herschel. Uh, so how am I to do this? I want to give him the same, apply the same standard to him that I apply it to other black men in this situation who are often labeled as not being a present father because I don't know the other side of the story. But I say all that to say, I dig what you're saying, but like, I, I honestly, I, I, I dig what you're saying 100%. You can't put a butt there. It came out of his. Okay, I I understand, but his his own campaign has admitted that this is the case, at least with one of the kids, and it came out of Herschel's own mouth. He said, "If you have a child with a woman, even if you have to leave that woman, you don't leave the child." But here he is, and his campaign has. I don't want to defend Herschel Walker. I don't want to do it. So I'm going to bail out of this portion of the conversation because it's going to come across as if I'm defending this cat, and I don't want to defend him. I think he's a piece of shit on so many levels, right? I think any man who does not play the role that his sexual activity created bringing a life into this world and he doesn't play a role in that life is a piece of shit white black blue or skittle i think he's a piece of shit right but i'm also going to acknowledge that there are often other circumstances that make it difficult for men to play said role in these children's lives do i know that that's the case in herschel's if if nothing else herschel walker is a fucking hypocrite right if nothing right. else, at the, the very least, he's a hypocrite. But the worst part about all this is he is still going to be able to spin this in a positive way because now all he – listen, I, I just think either way, Warnock's ass is in trouble down there and fucking George yeah, is in fucking trouble because yeah, Herschel yeah. is going in to real come trouble. through. And again, please, I'm not defending this dude. I just know too many cases of men 
who don't have a relationship with their children, not because of a lack of desire or a lack of want to, but because of other circumstances played a role. I don't know if that's the case in Herschel's walkers, but I do think if it is the case, he should have been a little bit more public about it. So even in my attempt to try to clarify it, there's other things that he could have done to make it look like he's not having a whole fucking secret family out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I do want us to quickly tackle this percentage. Like I was saying before, that 71.5%, it says, at least the CDC said at the time, and there was a lot of pushback too when they released this information, 71.5% of black non-Hispanic children in 2016 were born to unmarried women compared to 29.3% of okay. white non-Hispanic children. Now, right. there was pushback. There's a guy by the name, and I just recently picked up his book maybe a few weeks ago. It's called All In. Josh Levs, who breaks it down and says that 25, 2.5 million of 4.2 million black fathers, or about 60%, live with their children. They're just not married to their mothers. See, see mm. that that's what that's why I found that number very skewed because the key word that's jumped out to me was unmarried. Unmarried. You you're 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 injecting an institution. Into a place into, that doesn't belong. Into a situation that, you know, it should is, not you know, be involved. The institution is a choice, not a, not mm -hmm. a mandatory classification of a unit of a family unit. A family unit mm -hmm. is a family unit with a, with a mm -hmm. mother, father, child, or, you know, whatever, whatever support system there is to raise children. In there is no place, standard or definition family. for family. Rings, yeah. ring, rings, rings and paperwork. That's for taxes and, and <laughs> Another and it's shit, a, a, a business opportunity, <laughs> right? And, 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 and cultural <laughs> obligations outside cultural of that, obligations. <laughs> you know. Um, so I, I found that number to be very skewed. I mean, but Mr. Walker's case, yeah, he definitely comes off like a hypocrite. But this, uh, you know, that 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 study, I think, does not you know take into account the kinds of uh, the, the uh, couplings that are very commonplace. I mean, yep. I'm a, I mean, come on, we all know one or two of those guys who. Who's been with their lady so long? Right. You, 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 your, 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 woman's like, your woman's like. Did you see a ring yet? And like, Bro, I know cats who <laughs> in their fifties. You don't ask. You don't ask shit. You just got ask married shit. to so their girl like, that they've been dating for yet? twenty plus years. Like you, fifty five, and you getting married now? The <laughs> fuck are you married now? Hold on, Did you see a ring? Hold on, Did you see a ring with this nigga? Just I don't see a ring with this nigga. Said, say, say that one more time, L. You said what? You know cats. I know what? cats who are in their fucking fifties, who are marrying their girl that they've been together, been with for 15, 20 years. Jesus. Like, what the fuck are you getting married for you now? Like, you child literally got like three days no, to live, bro. Like, <laughs> 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 like, our life expectancy is 56 and you're asking to get married at 55 this nigga L is a bastard now another thing because I, like I said there was a lot of well, hold on one people. thing I want to know is Herschel's children that he's not taking care of are they black children or are they white children the names and, I looked, and identities. I looked too. Listen, I did look. The names and identities so far have been um, have been kept under wraps for their privacy, specifically for the child's privacy. 
So yeah, that'll last we, we do weeks. not know. We we do not. Yeah, right. TMZ TMZ will have. We'll wait for we'll wait for academics. Black Twitter will figure it out. DJ Vlad to to come up with the information. Yeah, he's gonna be on DJ Vlad talking. One of those rat bastards to get it. <laughs> so there was a, like I said, there was a lot of pushback after the CDC re- released the report. Even though a good portion of the report was good, they still had that overwhelm that seventy-one point whatever percent that led people to have some heart palpitations. Charles Blow, who used to write for the New York Times, he's a CNN contributor uh, contributor at this point, I think. He was like, there was a study that he helped to do with the New York Times that said they found one hundred, and this is just their small sample size, but one hundred black women not in jail or prison for every 83 non-incarcerated black men. I want to say that again. 100 black women for every 83 non-incarcerated black men. Mm -hmm. That's damn near a quarter of the male population that doesn't exist because they are incarcerated. So that take, that plays a huge part because of the systemic problems that we have, why these households may be quote unquote fatherless or absentee quote unquote fathers. And I find it very interesting that once again, you have people like the Herschel Walkers, the Candace Parkers, the, you, you, you pick your, I was going to mm-hmm. I was going to say the c word but you you pick your oh, your no. your Don't person no no nah, nah. you you pick yeah, your person careful. and they're they're going to tell you that black men are absent all across the board in every aspect of life and family rearing even though the numbers don't bear that out one bit so it is what it is you guys got anything thing, man. i I, listen, I think i think that whole thing the way relationships are forced into a particular definition is so egregious and anti-black right for a number of reasons when you think of the way that welfare laws and policies was put in place to specifically keep black men out of the home not just keep black men out of the home right but forcing black men and black women who are coupled together to make the hard decision of saying in order for us to have our lights on and food in our kids belly bro you got to leave the crib we can stay together but you can't live here because they're going to come knocking on the door to see and if you're here all the assistance stops. Like it's been so many different things that have been put in place that are rooted in anti-blackness that when we have conversations about family and relationships, we gotta take in the white supremacist aspect to how insidious and intentional they have been in destroying the black family. I don't know if it was Pew or if it was some other non-for-profit that did this research but they did do a study a few years ago that said up until like 1969 that the marriage rate of black couples compared to white counterparts was almost double or more than double their white counterparts. It wasn't until after these implementations of welfare, and I know it sounds like a uh, a right-wing talking point because you've heard these people talk mm-hmm. about it but the studies show that it wasn't until the implementation you can see the like there's causality i'll say right that after these implementations of welfare in the black community and the criteria for these people to get welfare that the number of coupled black people dropped precipitously now we only account for like we're less we're less than 
I think the only they're we're like one one third of our white counterparts at this point in terms of white uh, in terms of married black couples. It's ridiculous. I don't know how you. So it, it shows you the history, or you can see where the timeline starts. Maybe that's not the full cause of everything, but you see, you can see that there's a connection. Agreed. All right, uh, L. What do we have on deck for tonight, man? Tell us. Oh, Jesus, man. Listen, uh, there's this article, man, that came out, and it is showing that the person that this country was going so hard for to get into office because of the orange monster that we once had, we believe, or let me say we, y'all motherfuckers believe, uh, y'all believe that he would come into office and he would do all the things that we needed to do to fix the country. He's failed miserably. Right. He's failed in the most horrendous ways. Then you have the situation taking place between Ukraine and Russia, which is a whole nother conversation. And check out some of our previous conversations because we've had some in-depth conversations about that, some historical aspects about what's taking place over there. Now this old senile motherfucker is looking to send $40 billion to Ukraine. And immediately when I saw it, I, I have to be honest, I was absolutely disgusted. I was absolutely angry. Uh, and I'm more angry at not necessarily his behavior, but how he has not caught fire in hell from people on the street from him doing this type of behavior. Forty billion dollars where we can think of a hundred different things in our country currently that can use half of that fucking money. And I guess the biggest question that I have outside of why the fuck are they sending $40 billion to fucking Ukraine is where the fuck are they getting $40 billion to send to Ukraine? Like <laughs> Great now from what I understand, all of it is not cash monies some of those oh, stuff, weapons go ahead yeah like there's a good portion of it that's weaponry artillery um tanks stuff like that so but that still doesn't belie the point that even if you already purchased half of that stuff and it's 20 billion dollars worth of fucking artillery and weapons where's the other 20 billion coming from who's paying it and we know what the answer is we're, we're paying for it um, her name is Teslin Figaro. She's a motivational speaker and author. She used to work on the um, Bernie Sanders campaign in 2016. And she said something the other day in an interview that really sparked my mind. She was like, it's not the fact that he's failing at his job that gets her, but that he volunteered a lie and then failed at his job. And this is what she means by that. She was saying that it was him, Biden, that came out and was like, I owe black people for their support in getting me over the hump and getting me elected. Meanwhile, this is the same motherfucker that when I think he went to NC, uh, NAACP and met with our quote unquote black leaders and was like, nah, I'm not doing no executive orders. I'm not, I'm doing, not doing, doing shit. I'm not doing a I'm not doing shit. Told said it outright that he wasn't going to do shit. 
but it was him that said he was going to do these things for us because he owed us something for getting getting them over the hump. So if he didn't say that, what it's it's different when your homeboy comes to you and is like, all right, what do you want me to do? I'll think about doing it. Maybe I can do it. Well, I can't do that. I can possibly do this. Versus he gives you his word that he's going to do one particular thing and then falls flat on doing it. It makes you question that person. And that's, that's, me, that's the situation where we're in right now. Let me let me give the people a background of what this $40 billion in aid consists, consists of. of. The aid package provides $19 billion for immediate military support to Ukraine, continuing the effort that has been vital to sustaining Ukraine's resistance, and $3.9 billion to sustain U.S. forces deployed to Europe. The package also contains about $16 billion for economic support to Ukraine, global humanitarian relief, and a wide variety of international programs, as well as $2 billion for long-term support to NATO allies and DOD modernization programs. I'd like for them to explain what that DOD modernization actually what? is. Because what I'm thinking is it just means a larger and more robust footprint in Europe to watch out for Russia. That's That's my anticipation, but I could be completely wrong. Go ahead, question. It, it also says that we're going it's a going to be an extended conflict. Right? Yeah, that's the that's no way that already. You, yep. Yeah. If you're giving 40 billion like that, you gotta expect this shit gonna carry on yeah, for they, some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this just reminds me of the uh of an adage, or I guess I think my, my dad told me this a long time ago, is that nothing has been more profitable than war. And I begin to when I begin to wonder, um, maneuvers like this hint at a long game that sounds like a crapshoot. Still, um, you know, are they? I, I can't. I can't begin to speculate. You know what kind of planning goes in, involved? What kind of decision making would go? You know, involved that would you know require this amount of funding for the, with with, uh, with pretty much no. <laughs> perceived end in sight for this support. Um, it's, it's baffling. It's just baffling to me. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't, Im- I can't, Im- I cannot imagine what is, what the ultimate objective really is, but winning the war, I'm not sure if that's it. I mean, I, 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 think, I, think, I, think, I think, I think that's, I think yeah. that's now, I think, I think winning the war is now probably somewhere in the middle of the objectives. Somewhere in the middle. I think this bill, mm-hmm. this aid, really shows America's hand, and really shows what their desired outcome for this is, right? Because offering that two billion, and we'll just take two billion out of the forty to give to NATO and DOD modernization programs, it's huge. Because one of the accusations that has been levied against the United States with their involvement in this is their desire to extend NATO further, particularly within the Ukraine region. Like this is clearly demonstrating that our input and involvement in Ukraine is not purely and never was a humanitarian fucking effort. We just gave these motherfuckers 40 
billion dollars. And I'm not even going, I'll be like every, like some of you other motherfuckers who are team Ukraine. I'm not saying that they shouldn't get anything. But my thing is, why are they getting $40 billion? $40 billion is a lot compared to what they already have received from the United States. This is not just $40 billion that all they've gotten. They've gotten a number of packages from the United States. Yeah, yeah. This shit's insidious, I'm, man. You know what? I'm, Our country is falling I, I apart in so you. many fucking ways. It's like... I give it to you. I think one of the biggest questions that I have is not necessarily them getting money. <clears throat> the United States gives money out in international humanitarian packages all the time. I think my biggest question, like you've provo- proposed already, is how much are they giving? I, and I want someone to... We'll do the research, but I'd love for one of you guys that's listening sure. to help help us figure out in comparison to humanitarian aid that they gave uh, Haiti or that they've given uh, some of these uh, Eastern Asian islands that have seen horrendous things happen. How much aid, or let's even say Africa for that matter, because that's always the big one that people talk about. <clears throat> sure. How much aid have they given these countries, let's say over the past decade? Does it equate to forty billion? I would presume that the answer is no. I would presume that the answer is I could be completely wrong, but that's that's my presumption. And I mean, I'm always open to be critiqued and to be corrected, but I, I don't think that the answer is yes on that one. So, Crush, mm. what do you got next, man? Another interesting article around uh, another interesting topic we tend to. Uh, you know, go back on. Uh, apparently, uh, we may have an idea of what reparations might look like, uh, at least in California. Because according to the uh, California Reparations Task Force, uh, they now face their most challenging task, figuring out how to structure the cost of a reparations plan for the descendants of enslaved people. In a nearly 500-page report, they uh, laid out a detailed history of slavery, Jim Crow segregation, and continuing discrimination that created structural racism that persists. And uh, the panel and the report will be recognized on Thursday, uh, today, when the California legislature memorializes June, Juneteenth as a federal holiday. Uh, financial reparations, along with apology, would acknowledge an oppressive history, according to uh, California State Senate Stephen Bradford. But it will never make people whole who are the descendants of slaves by understanding that America and California does have a debt to African Americans. There is still a debt owed. Um, yeah, of course, this uh, this situation has uh, quietly, in some ways, uh, a lot of eyes of California. Uh, most of them not pleasant, I, I can imagine. Uh, the task force was established by the legislature and the governor, and it's the first state to actually explore this uh, this issue. Um, but I would love to hear your gentleman's uh, take on this and see uh, how how uh, or is this the first step to some kind of uh, real uh, real idea? Here? Right, ideas, or is it really, or is it you know all smoke? Good, though. Depending on who you get your information from, reparations for the United States to pay back to enslaved people, the descendants of enslaved people, would cost anywhere from one point four trillion to twelve trillion dollars, depending on where you get your information from. 
watching California go through this, I don't want to discredit the people that put the plan together and have actually started this and try to do it, but watching the people go through this dog and pony show, for lack of a better description for me, seems like fluff. Why? Because ultimately, I don't see that there are any, at least from what I've read, and I could be wrong, but I don't see that there are any uh, catches in place that says that the next legislative body that comes in cannot stop, reduce, or remove that whole thing altogether. So you're going through all of this to find out how much is equitable to give to your residents, right? And then the next legislative body could come to four years down the line and be like, nah, we don't got the funds for that or we don't think it's appropriate, or we need to give another $20 billion to the LAPD or whoever. Pick your poison. So I don't know necessarily if I like that they're doing it or that they have the stones to do it, but I don't think that collectively that they have the fortitude to see it all the way through. And then on top of that, as a as a society overall, America is not... Let's keep it 100. White America is not ready to see black people get paid for shit. Even though under any other pretense, you would say that a person who has worked should not should be compensated for it. It's one of the things that we fought for in NCAA for how many years and they're finally now getting the ability to do it. And when we fought for it vigorously, got killed for it. You killed, yeah, you, you killed our best and brightest to fight for the to fight for this simple basic transaction. I don't know, man. I don't want to come to conclusions and say so this is going to get done, but maybe I mean, not so simple, it, maybe not so basic. But yeah, yeah it's, well, no, I think that's accurate too. Go ahead, Al. I don't think it's going to get done. Uh, I don't think it's going to get done for a number of reasons. I think the biggest one I don't think is white people are not going to allow this to go forward. I don't think black folks in this country are in any position power-wise to demand such a thing. I think since we've been, since the late John Conyers has been pushing HR 40 for years, uh, HR 40, would, which would be essentially nothing more than a study to determine whether or not we should get reparations, right? We couldn't even get HR 40 passed a fucking study to determine whether or not we deserve reparations. I think that's probably the biggest component is that I just don't think this is something that white folks are going to let take place. Right. I don't think that we are as a people are in any position outside of begging and pleading and voting for them to make said choice and said decision. And that's not me being pessimistic. That's me being a studier of history, seeing that anytime there has been any sense of black progress, white violence has ensued. 
whether it would be actual violence, a.k.a. the Ku Klux Klan in the South, Mississippi, with the voters' rights registrations. Uh, we can move forward to January fucking 6th. We can always pull forth some standard and some determining factor of displaying how whiteness is always going to fight against black progress. I am not against people fighting for reparations. I have my own concerns about reparations. Uh, some of the, the the thoughts around it, some of the directions around it. Uh, I, I wrestle with the lack of uh, inclusion for all Africans across the diaspora. Ex -ex for dig, reparations. Dig, 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 dig into that a, a bit for me. Dig into that for me. Well, Many of the reparation arguments from various parties, and I'm not going to mention the trash ass hashtags because I don't feel like cussing none of you bastards out. Uh, so what I'll say is many of these hashtag groups are against reparations for anyone outside of blacks born direct descendants of slaves here in america mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, and i think mm -hmm, that's a mm -hmm. foolish thought for a hundreds of reasons and i think that right there is going to be a huge fight within our community if this was to move further and i think it's a justifiable fight i think it's a fight that we should have had before we actually push forward with trying mm -hmm. to get this on place mm -hmm. i think these conversations in our community should have been addressed and discussed and pushed forth instead of this particular groups of people thinking that they have all of the answers for black folks and running to the office. I think there's a, 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 a inherent lack of understanding of how politics works on a basic level, right? You believe that if we push this forward, that people are just going to vote and sign this shit. Like, that's not how any of this yeah, shit any of that works shit. Not at all. Not right at all. we just see nope. we it's just seen recently <laughs> right down in fucking uh what is it with claiborne right claiborne was running against someone who was pro reparations read them i have my own issues with this gentleman who was running against claiborne but the thing is overwhelmingly the people in claiborne's district came out and voted 80% of the votes in his district went to put him in office. And this motherfucker has been clear. Like, he is the worst of the worst. He's been clear that he is not going to do anything to change the material conditions of black folks in his motherfucking district. Mm -hmm. And someone who ran on a pro-reparations platform wasn't able to defeat this bastard. Yeah, I don't think it looks good for us, guys. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question, all jokes aside, man. And I know it sounds like a simple question because typically when we, this question is, usually has a simple a simple retort. I don't think the answer is as clear cut as it, as it sounds. But why do you think reparations for black people has been the most difficult hurdle of any other minority? They gave reparations to Asians, to Chinese people when they work in the railroads. They gave it to Hawaiians. They've given some sort of compensation, whether you say it's rightly or wrongly or how it turned out. They gave it to Native Americans as well. They've given it, and that's just three off the top of my head that I can think of, of like maybe 20 or so. 
other indigenous or minority groups that got some sort of compensation. Why do you think it's so hard for black people? Because when you hear, because the general public and they've convinced black people of the same thing, that when you hear black they, people say black people should get some level of reparations, even black people are like, nah. Like they're convinced that we don't deserve it or that it's you know, a handout or whatever the case is. I th I've thought about this a lot. And like, what is the difference? What is it about us, about our experience that excludes us from this? And I think there's just some warped sense of, you know, we've been so integrated into the fabric of this society that the, or that, you know, we're perceived to be integrated in a certain way where, the, I don't know, it's, it seems complicated because I, 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 I wonder if it's, there's, there's this perception, this skewed perception of our integration in this society that cancels out this idea of reparations. You know that you know we've been that we've been a part of this. These other groups, I guess, and in a way, reparations for us kind of confesses to the original sin, right? Mm. And then everyone, and then, and, and, and it kind of validates everything else that we all, that everyone, that the world always thought. Hmm. And so, and, and so I think a little bit of guilt mixed in there too, but I think there's this warped sense of our integration into this society that is not like everyone else's. And I can't quite put my finger on it. Like what there, there, there's a, there's a bottom line about black people in America that, you know, that, put some absolute circle around our fixture in this in this place versus everyone else. What about you, Al? What do you think, man? Well, for, for clarity, I love the way that O summarized what other races have gotten. To be clear, other races are not owed, nor did they receive anything near that changed their material conditions in this country, right? None of them got money that propelled them to an equal level or a superior level to white folks. Some of them got compensation, but I would struggle with actually saying they got reparations, particularly reparations comparative to what we are owed in this country. I don't think anyone who is of African descent from across the diaspora will disagree with the fact that we're owed something. Now, we can have arguments and discussions about what it looks like, how it comes, all those different variables, but I think we all agree. I think the problem with us getting it, for one, I think white folks have an inherent fear of Black success. They will accept a few of us. They'll accept fucking Jay-Z, Beyonce, and a few to sprinkle in to make their white guilt feel better. But they will not do anything that allows us. They know that everything that we touch, we fucking dominate. And we get in and we kill. They emulate, instill, and appropriate every fucking thing that we do. They know if they actually put money behind what we don't, they're in a fucking lose-lose situation. I think the large 
underscoring conversation is white people are scared to death that black people as a whole will be in a position where we have the ability to extend violence, vengeance, and revenge towards them over the shit that they continue to do to us. And I don't think they're ever going to openly fucking acknowledge that, but white folks are inherently scared of that. And that fear comes out in a variety of ways, right? It also comes out in the way they fetishize us, right? Mm, Because there's mm, a a mm, mm. between the sexual component and fear, right? There's, there's, there's a psychology behind that. Expound, expound, expound. There's a connection behind that. Sometimes the very thing that you are afraid of, that you find uh, intriguing, right? That you find a level of, I want to know more about, has a sexual component to it. It, re- it reminds me of one of the growth, and this is going to go down a completely different direction, but the, the, the most popular and the most rapid growing field within pornography is interracial relationships. But even a more specific subgenre of interracial relationships is cuckolding, right? It's this, this thing where white men want to see and be dominated in a sexual manner by black men. But at the same time, when that camera goes off and life resumes, that they can go back to a position of power. Fantasy Those is fantasy, are, right? I dig it. it yeah. In some ways or form, wow. white folks are inherently afraid of black folks being successful, right? Because they believe that we are going to elicit and because you know why? That's what they would do to us. I think, and I think you're spot 100% on. That too much success, widespread, will inspire retaliation. Well, let's not even let's not even forget we had a conversation not too long about not too long ago about this quote unquote white replacement theory, and even the Buffalo shooter during his hearing, he had written a letter to his family before the shooting, basically saying he had to step in. He's sorry, but he had to step in and do it for his race because black people are taking over or minorities are taking over. So, I mean, it speaks one hundred percent to this fear. This unfounded unwarranted fear that white people have because let's keep it 100 man black people are the most forgiving and welcoming people on the planet to a fault to a fault not too long ago we were talking about um what's his name um jean both um botham jean and his brother, and how he hugged the woman that walked into this man's home and killed his brother, and how he walked up and forgave her and hugged her. We see all the countless TikTok and IG videos of these cops coming into these neighborhoods and then holding hands and praying together. And that's, that's not to say that I'm against people praying together and being a community, but we see the type of thing that resonates. Like when you're when you pay your tax dollars to be when you're paying publicly paying for your oppression or when you're seeing these things happen on a day-to-day basis and our only recourse or what we're told is our only recourse, even by our, the gatekeepers and the elder statesmen is that we're supposed to forgive. We're supposed to just let it brush off our shoulders. There's no other recourse. We just got to do something with it. And, you know, and I don't just think, and buck I, up. I was having this conversation earlier, man. I don't think black folks are angry enough Right. I don't think that I think we are in a position where we have been 
in some ways conditioned to remain in a docile let's wait and see let's continue the process let's continue to use the machine that is let's oppressing us and not even just pray about it but we and, and Come on, dude, that's, I mean, that's I, big, that's I listen. I agree. Listen, I think we love and live off of thoughts and prayers. Like I think that shit is nuts to me, right? But at the same time, we continue to trust the monster to handle the monster. Like it's mm. like fucking trusting Thanos to take care of fucking Thanos. Yeah, like, yeah, right. He's not going to snap himself away. I take it. Oh, oh, Thanos! Please, please, Thanos. <laughs> Let's snap your fingers so you can take it. Like, but we believe that. We really believe that if we were just, if we continue to show and attack some, expose some level of morality and, you know, educate them with anti-racist, diversity, equity, inclusion shit, that we will somehow, you know, more progress. We'll have more people on TV. We'll have all this shit. And then you turn around and you are losing ground in all of the fucking areas that you thought you were making progress. So now, instead of you elevating little Nas X to get him a black man in the position, you fucking elevate Jack Harlow. You do stupid shit like that. So immediately we make these these leaps forward in a positive progression, but these motherfuckers come right back with white violence and slap mm-hmm. you in your fucking head. I know we're you going can't quite even real- support little Nas X because he's queer and gay and y'all don't want to come out and openly say, I don't give a fuck who he sleeps with. He's black. So I'm going to support him. Y'all ride around bumping this trash mm-hmm. shit. That, uh, listen, man. I know it's the y'all weirdest like it, thing I've ever seen. It. It's the weirdest thing I've ever like seen. It. I love it. What that motherfucker's it? trash. Like, right. I don't know what y'all, y'all, like Lil Nas X, I mean, practically opened, the, practically opened up his whole audience to this, right, to this guy. And now mm. he's going on tour without Lil Nas. Interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's all of a sudden. Y'all, y'all want to invite everybody to the fucking barbecue. That's the fuck right. y'all get when they steal y'all rich. That's, 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 that's what you invite. The invite's got to stop. The, 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 the Evite is closed. But listen, but listen, all jokes aside, I think we've gone a little bit off the tangent from reparations, but I think it's all all inclusive in terms oh, of this conversation. All, it's all related. It's definitely all related. Yeah. Recently, Jack Del, not Jack, yeah, Jack Del Rio came out the the defensive coach for the. I thought you were gonna say the Klansman for the for the Washington <laughs> Commies came out. <laughs> but go ahead, yeah, fuck Jack Del Rio. Go ahead. Came out with his opinions about January sixth and all this other stuff, right? And the the conversation surrounding it was whether or not he had the right to say what he wanted to say. And Absolutely you know, has the right. He does. Oh, yeah. He completely he has, the right. has the right. Completely. I don't believe in censorship at all. Go ahead. 100%. But we have to also remember that actions have consequences. Absolutely. Words have consequences. Because one of the things that's... The... Well, hold on. Give the, give the folks who may not be familiar with the story what okay. took place with Jack Del Rio. Okay. What he did Jack that was Del... so... Egregious. egregious right jack del rio recently came oh, well, on twitter asked the question why is there all of this hoopla surrounding the january 6 investigation that it was just a dust-up why would they be investigating this when during the summer of 2020 when they had the the protest George Floyd George Floyd, that sure. there was that there were protests and that people were burning buildings and so on and he wants to know why there weren't any investigations surrounding that 
that no one got killed, nothing happened to any of the folks during the January 6th riots, which shows a, once again, he has the right to say whatever he wants to say, but it showed a complete and utter separation of reality, right? You think so? There were, there were over 10,000 arrests, 10,000 arrests during the, the protest of George Bush. Over 10,000. There was a lot no, no, no. of investigation that was done. I agree, but I don't it think it's a separation of reality. Died. I think It is I a think separation he, of reality. How do no, you say I that think nothing... He, I don't think it was a separation of reality. I think that's the way he views the world. I, maybe we're saying the same separated thing. Separated from reality, though. No, no, no listen. Because I, I, saying separated reality almost says it gives him a mental illness out, right? That he's he lacks the ability to see the world. No, Understood. No, no, no. Understood. No, no. I, I don't want. I want us to be clear that we're not. We're not shooting Jack Del Rio no fucking bell because nah. he was immediately educated. Right by hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people. Of people. Facts. Edu white, black, blue, green, and Skittle to what took place, the difference between the two. And here's the issue with Jack Del Rio. Once he was educated, he did what white people do when they are forced with the possibility of accountability, right? They bubble, double down on their bullshit. They don't say, you know what? I fucked up. This motherfucker came out and was like, no, I stand by what I said. What the fuck no, 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 no. He, well, he's, he, what he said was that he <laughs> apologizes for the terms and stuff that he used and that, he was, and, and that he wasn't necessarily fully informed. However, he, cou he couched it in this soft, saccharine-ass way of basically white, saying, white, well, white, 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 I, white. I, do, I don't agree with protest. I don't agree with violent or aggressive protests of any kind and we all know that it's not him that made, did that apology we know that he was asked either by the nfl it wasn't or even by, a fucking apology yeah. it, it wasn't really it wasn't even a really a fucking apology so i'm like but this is that's this why is my, i, I can't do point. sports no more man i can't even bang with sports no more this shit but, but this, this is this is my whole point in it. this is my whole point in it though steve and you know i mean just because he's one of the loudest voices, Stephen A. Smith was having this argument with Ryan Clark on the show, on his first take show. And he was saying, Ryan Clark was basically like, no, he wants folks like, he can't work for folks like Jack Del Rio, and that he wants folks like Jack Del Rio to get pushed into oblivion somewhere, just oblivion. to disappear. Sure. And Stephen A. Smith was like, nah, I want him to come out and I want him to talk and I want, I want to know who these people are because conversations that, the conversation that came out of Jack Del Rio's mis misquotes allow for further conversation and education of white people. And the first thing I thought was people like Jack Del Rio are not uneducated about what the situations are. They just choose a particular side. Don't let them fool you that there's a level of ignorance that goes on. Right. And you can't, it's hard to have these conversations, especially on social media, but it's hard to have these conversations in public because you come across as being, once again, the non-docile Negro when you say that, no, you expect more from fuckers talking this shit or that some of these fuckers deserve to get punched in the face at the end of the day for saying some of the stuff that they say or doing some of the things that they do. 
But this whole idea that black folks should continue to take harm for white folks in order to fucking educate them is some old self-abusive, self-mutilation bullshit. Like, we're supposed to accept that these motherfuckers say this type of shit to us, and it's supposed to be okay because it opens up the door for a conversation. For further, further conversation. We've been no. having, at, at the very least, we've been having this conversation since the 20s. Let's just, let's like just, was, say, let's just be general. There was motherfuckers on the plantation having these, having these conversations with the master. Right? Like, saying. you know you shouldn't be whipping me like that, boss. Right, right. Come like. on, dog. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. You really should. This is why. Only LG could turn this shit into a fucking, you, you bastard. A little less salt. I know. Can you hit him with dry whip? Hit him with dry whip, master. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's up off that. But I think the thing that really bothered me more than anything else is that he deleted his Twitter, right? He deleted his Twitter account, and then he was fined a hundred thousand dollars, and a hundred thousand that hundred thousand dollars was going to some some fucking. Some, I, I don't know. I'm done with program. it. I, 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 I hate. I, I hate all of them. I hate all I of them. Every last one of them. I dig it. I dig it. Because there's no right. How do you hold them accountable? I don't. These folks like this. I don't think that you necessarily can hold them accountable. And I. One thing that I will say, and I, I don't want to shoot Jack Del Rio bail. Okay, so don't get it twisted. But one thing that I will say is that I believe. This is my belief. Okay. Jack Del Rio saw folks like Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich who come out and say stuff against Donald Trump and against racism and all this other stuff, and people applaud them. And he's like, well, if these motherfuckers can use their platform and not get in trouble by their teams and all this other stuff, then I can say what the hell I want too. And he came out and he he learned a quick lesson that I guess you guys are not in the same boat. I, I don't know what else to tell you. And then you're going to go by the system. Of- coach a bunch of black players afterwards like and black players coming out well hey man that has no effect on what he does on the field i mean as long as he's there, a good there like bro if you don't put your fucking you know what you, ass in the closet some fucking where what's what's my man's what's my man's on? name brian um god the author jesus christ um, howard bryant howard bryant that's, I would love to have him on the show to talk to us about this because he came out and he's one of the things that he recently said was the disparity in terms of the belief that black uh, the power that black athletes have and what they perceive that they have. That would be a fascinating fucking conversation. But we'll we'll maybe we can see if we can it's get a this conversation that we should have, right? Yep. Because it's clear that many people believe that black athletes have a certain level of power. And it is my belief that the motherfuckers have zero power. Very fascinating. All right, right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. Crush, tell me what's up, man. Man, uh, I got to send a special shout out to the Brethren Nas. He just dropped his first trailer for his upcoming uh, Showtime debut of the Supreme Team documentary. That will be providing viewers with a behind-the-scenes look at the notorious 80s Queens Hustlers crew. Uh, the first trailer arrived on Wednesday. It's a three-part documentary that will be available starting July 8th. No doubt. Very, very interesting. Okay. I, 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 I sense anger. <laughs> I, I, I sense anger in the burrows. Fuming and ruminating there. I get it. I see, I see. L, tell me what's up, man. 
man, I want to highlight a a book, man, by Dorothy Roberts, Torn Apart, phenomenal writer. This particular book, she did another book that I highly recommend called Killing the Black Body. This particular book, Torn Apart, is how the child welfare system destroys black families and how abolition can build a safer world. Highly recommended, man. Uh, she's a phenomenal writer. Run and get this. And one of the ways that I can typically tell when a book is really, really well done is some of the people who like the forward and so on for it. Cheer on it, right? Champion the book, right? Champion the book. Some motherfuckers, you can read the back and be like, oh, "Okay, Ibram Cody likes this." I won't read that. Uh, you know. <laughs> then there's other folks. Anyway, torn apart. Dorothy Roberts. I just been murdering everybody. Up this <laughs> you, 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 are, you are no good bastard. I swear to God. But check it out, man. You'll love it. Highly recommend it. Oh. What's and your me? boy, the light skin wonder, drops an album tomorrow. I think you're going to be really excited about that, Crush. Who Drake? <laughs> I know Crush is a huge Drake fan, so I know he's going to be looking for. <laughs> oh, oh man! Look. Oh my God! To hear an album tomorrow. Look, 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 look. Look, no, I, I can't. I, I, look, I, I have all respect for all the presence of light skin in my industry, but you know, and the brother, and the brethren Drake has had his moments, but uh, he, uh, he ran out of gas about three albums ago. I've never listened to a full Drake album ever in my life. Yeah, same. I, not same. once. I, I, I tried same. once, and, and not that once. Was and that was enough. Nope. I want me to listen to this. Probably one of the most. He's, he's still one never, of the most popular can, male I, rappers out there, man. I could never talk. Can, I can't mean, get into it. Never, I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's being honest with women, and then, then there's being simp. <laughs> you know, what's up for me this week? Uh, the kids are coming. The school year is coming to an end. Levels. Levels. <laughs> the school, the school year is coming to an end. My what's up this week is just for you guys to be attentive to your children, attentive to your family. I know that it's time to have fun and be out in these streets, but keep your head on a swivel. Um, we talked yeah, about it earlier real. in our off-the-cuff segment. There are... We've seen what happened in Buffalo. We've seen that... that we're in interesting times. Not like we've never, never not been in interesting times, but it's been more interesting as of late. So yeah, just you keep your, all, you know. All you brothers in the streets who are riding around with it, protect these children. Yep. If you're so damn hard. Yeah. Crush, where can folks find you if they want to find you, man? In SP Methods or at oh. Amphibians, where we are advertising our show for July 3rd. Sunday, July 3rd, we're going to be rocking out at the 14th Street Graffiti Museum. Okay, no doubt. L, where can folks find you? Oh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Elgin Bailey. Your mama's favorite villain. Come through, holla at me. <laughs> and I'm Big O, Mister in the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on okay. Instagram at M R underscore in the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black Podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Check out our previous episodes of our show at www.inthebackpodcast.com. And if you're so inclined, come on over to our Patreon and become a family member. You will not regret it. But as always, until next time, informed, 
intelligent in the black. In the black. Peace. This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. what up? I read a black coffee, Bretchen. Listen. In the Black Podcast, they all lied. It's all facts. You don't like that, the fault. Fact. In the Black Podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, yo. Intelligent elements always relevant Not for the weak and delicate This is eloquent excellence We are setting the precedence Resting them my excrement In the black podcast The truth like the testament Don't know Black up he bro Man a specialist So what the podcast broadcast Y'all mess with this Like said them a cheat Who not read so effortless I listen them I learn When them listen them I benefit Reporting current event Everything that is prevalent This is so exquisite A scientific experiment Giving you the news Not views without evidence Telling you the truth sentiments without embellishments Relax, these are the facts Bringing them to your residence In your house or your tenement Listen to hear intelligence Body filled with melanin Power that's so ascending Bright in the stars Bringing some light back to the desolate In the black podcast That your land is all facts You don't like that before In the black podcast They fall down Pull up your watch Black up your chat Me can't In the black podcast That your land is all facts You don't like that before In the black podcast We all lost The whole of them Can't none of them Can't trust Yes Just like that this is